Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 470th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Cool Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular co-host. We've got the fluffiest whimsicott. Wow, I hadn't heard Cool Trainer Thatch in a long while. That's a name I haven't heard in a long while. Yes. <laughs> we also have the wonderful, as always, Sublime. Thank you. You know, if you're Cool Trader Thatch, I want to be Beauty Sublime. Beauty Ooh, Sublime. Yes. I just recently changed in my Twitter handle for the first time in um, five years. It was like stuck on Kahuna Thatch for, since when Sun and Moon released. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, right. Got to update. That is my, I mean, that is like my in-game trainer class, right? Yes, and you yeah. totally, like... I pull it off. Uh, look, Yeah, you wear, yeah, it, it, it works. I pull it off. All right, so welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, so don't ask. Um, we talk everything here, <laughs> Pokemon, from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between, and we're, we're just here to have a, a good time. I'm, I'm actually really excited. I like today's topic. It's a, it's a lighter one. I like yeah. doing not news. It's always good. But what have you guys been up to lately? Anything interesting? Anything fun? So I did pull N in Pokemon Masters. Ooh. Oh, cool. Yes, thankfully. And then today I did the Sneasel limited time research and I got three shiny Sneasel in a row, which was wow. cool. That's so cool. yeah, Pokemon wise, I'm having a lucky week. Oh man, that is exciting. What about you, Sublime? Anything new? Um, well, it's pseudo-related. I actually finished a 5e campaign, okay, which is okay. exciting, because that, like, takes a long time, you know? That does take a long yeah. time. That it takes does. a long time, and we, like, finished an official module, so now we're going to start another one tonight. I wonder if Ooh. Wizards ever expects people to finish their modules. I honestly right? have that like, question. what percentage of campaigns finish? That's the question I want. I want to know the answer to that. I think they don't care whether you finish them or not. Just as long they just as you want buy you to buy it. them. Yeah, you for bought sure. the book, right? For sure. You bought the book. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. The DM, the GM did for this one, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've gotten to the point where like I, I'm in my career I mean, and I just all go the source books. Yeah, so. I just go. I just buy a book. Like it's just like oh, yeah. it comes out like every once in a while. I'll just buy it. It's fine. I, I want to read it anyway. True. That's yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's just like yeah, I want to exactly. do it. It's, I imagine my kids like pulling it off the shelf one day and being like, what's this? And I'm like, we're going to have a lot of fun and (laughs) it'll be a good time. I've had a really exciting week because Sigma found this awesome thing that's going on on Smogon starting this weekend, actually. 
It's called the, it's like a Do Trio Trio tournament or something like that. It's very cool. You uh, end up hopping in a group of three people. So it ended up being Sigma, myself, and P. McGee. And uh, Claude's Claude's working as uh, consulting. He's the guy, I like to imagine Claude's running around with like a little towel to like wipe the sweat off our foreheads. (laughs) But he's actually probably going to help us craft the teams pretty well. So what it is, is uh, it's VGC based because we just got the new rules for VGC starting in February. I guess by the time the show is out, it'll be the official rules. Yeah. Where you're, it's the one legend meta, which I think is really cool and better than the two legend meta. Yes. I, I will take that. Flip the script. Yeah. It, well, it's a lot. Well, it's because I think they want BSS to follow the same rules as BGC the entire time. And if you have two legends in BSS, you're totally going to be unbalanced. One, one like box art legend for Battle Stadium singles is very balanced they actually did it back in november they had a tournament called the dragon king cup i played it i played a few games in it and it was exactly this meta 100 percent this meta and i found it to be pretty balanced i will give pokemon credit in generation 8 for all of the things that they've done poorly they've at least balanced their metas very very well i don't know that i have any like overarching complaints about anything being too good in VGC this year, or in even Battle Stadium singles, like where battles. Remember when we used to do Battle Spot back in like Gen yeah. Six, and Mega Salamence just destroyed everything. Yeah. So that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, yeah, with that's the way fair. they have things set up, so like it's really nothing's like centralizing in that sense. But it's it's not as fluid as it was in Gen Six when there wasn't any centralization, or or not Gen Six, Gen Seven when there was no centralization mm. for that one year of VGC. It's really nice. I really like the metas. They're doing a very good job with it. I still wish I could play 6v6 on cart, yes. but we can have that conversation another day. We've had it before. We'll have it yeah. again. We just yeah. miss it. Yes. You know where to go if you want that conversation. Yeah, I, I really, yeah, I don't want to go too far into it. I think it's really funny that that was like the nail in the coffin for a lot of people. Yeah. So the idea of a t- on this tournament that started this tirade is that Sigma, P. McGee, and myself, we're on a team of three. We're battling other teams of three. Where I guess I assume it's like one of us gets paired up against somebody else on the team, uh, on the opposite team, and it's whoever wins is whoever wins two out of three of the matches, right? Two of the three best of threes. Mm. Very confusing. And then it just builds up. I mean, right now I think there's something like sixty teams signed up for this. Like nine battles potentially. That's a lot. Every person does their battles on their own time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, say we're up against somebody. I can schedule a match with my opponent. P. McGee can schedule a match with his opponent. Sigma can schedule a match with his opponent, right? The The cool thing is, the way this works as a team, it makes it more cohesive, and we're totally stealing this for a Puckle tournament idea at some point, is mm-hmm. out of the three of us, we have to obey Species Clause as a team. So all six, all, all three teams have to sh- combine to not have any... You have to have 18 different Pokemon as a team. I love it. That's I love it. Brilliant. It's very, very cool. So you just don't have like three people running the same team. Right. They I think it's very cool and very balanced in that respect. Uh, I'm sure we're not the only ones because I don't think they expected this much participation. 60 some yeah. teams or whatever. It's it's nuts. Thankfully, I think signups closed last night. But Yeah, I did read the rules. And if I'm not mistaken, I remember that. You can break quote unquote species clause with forms. So, like, each of you could have a different Rotom. A different Rotom, a different Urshifu, different Calrex. So, you could break species clause with forms. So, like, if we really wanted to, one of us could run like Calrex, Calrex Shadow Rider, one of us could run Calrex Ice Rider. Fun. I don't know that Ice Rider is that much better to run, but like, Shadow Rider is like a clear favorite. It's very easy to run. 
So I think we already built one team with Shadow Rider on it that we're happy with. Uh, we're looking into Zashin and probably Kyogre as the other two to mm-hmm. build around. So I, I I don't know. I'm very it's very exciting. It's very cool. I'm hyped to play it. I, I'm hyped to see if we can like make some content out of it too, just so everybody can see it happen. If you would like to see a tournament like this happen on Puckle, please let us know. <laughs> we'll make it happen. I would say that the way I feel about Pokemon right now is the most excited I've been in a very long time. Uh, in terms of just like comp- competition and stuff like that. It's been That's very, good. very good. That is good. And so this is very hype for me. If you're interested in it, please let us know. I, I don't do much with the tournament planning in the community anymore, but I will step in if I have to to make this happen if people are interested. <laughs> <laughs> I will 100% make it happen. But I think this is a good place to wrap it up. We have some news to talk about, so let's kick it on over to the news. Let's cue that epic music. <laughs> And welcome to the news. In the news, we've got a few things to talk about, and I'm going to let Whimsicott kick it off. Yup. For once, we get an announcement well in advance for a max raid event, because it's one of the super cool level 100 ones. Yeah, I love these. Yeah, so this one's a bit weird, because the Pokemon in question is Cramorant. Yes. <laughs> Shamu will be pleased. You can also find, like, Quagsire, Golurk, Flygon, and Indeedee in the event Raid Dance. But the star of the show is a level 100 Cramorant, and we get prizes. So if half a million people defeat the Cramorant, we all receive a Flame Orb, Toxic Orb, and Light Ball. And if one million people defeat the Cramorant, we all receive, and by we all, I think, you know, the people who defeat the Cramorant, um, we'll receive a Gold Cap. Three regular bottle caps and three pearl strings. And this event runs for an entire week from February the 4th to February the 10th. So have fun strategizing, bring all of your electric types. I'm sure the crown round will have ground up moves somehow. I find this to be the coolest and most confusing thing in the entire world. Right. For two reasons. One, because I think doing level 100 raids is really cool and we should have more of this. I, ever since the Zero Aura event last summer, I thought it was just like, or even the Mewtwo thing. Mm-mm. It's dumb that you couldn't catch them, but that's fine. I'm okay with not being able to catch them. I wish it would have happened more regularly. I will mm. say that. I wish it would have happened because uh, I think that's my biggest thing. Like, oh, the last time we saw this was June and now it's February. Yeah. It, even if you don't do it like every month, maybe do it like once every two months, every three months, something like that. Something regular. Yeah, like four times a year. These are really cool. These are really, really cool. I do say the prizes are a little um, not timely uh, for oh. a number of reasons, because getting getting things like the Flame Orb, Toxic Orb, and the Light Ball in Sword and Shield is actually very hard, yeah. or at least in Base Sword and Shield. I don't know if they fi- fixed it in the DLC or not, but it, it, it used to at least be very hard. It would have been cool to have dropped this event like three months after Sword and Shield came out. Yeah, I mean, some people got Sword and Shield a month and a half ago because Christmas. I don't disagree with that. I think it, I still think it's cool. You could just rerun some of those things, right? We could have had like a different mm-hmm. Pokemon and you still get the life orb or not the life orb, but the toxic orb and the flame orb yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. I still don't think the items are as hype as being like shiny Zero Aura. Here you go. Yeah. I think it would have been really cool if they were just like, if you do it, we'll give away a shiny Cramorant. I think 
like the fun in this one is that it it's Cramorant. It's so absurd. And yes, I absolutely funny. agree. I'm very excited to do it. I kind of want to stream this and just like go around and beat him up with some guys. Those are Thatch's two cents. I, I apologize if people hate Thatch giving his two cents on wishing the wishing they would do cool things more often. <laughs> <laughs> PokemonCenter.com was uh, destroyed this week by scalpers because what? the newest TCGC it dropped, uh, I believe, on oh. Thursday. Um, it wasn't like a new TCG set. It was like one of the half sets, I believe. Um, mm. It was it, but it was like the like Shining Fates equivalent, where there's probably a Charizard. And I don't know, like we've all, we've been following this since probably last summer, and we mention it from time to time. And maybe we should do a whole episode on it. And it might be something more for like me and Sigma and uh, like Jushiro or Basket to talk about. Mm-mm. Like the Pokemon TCG scene has just been crazy since this past summer. Yeah, absolutely bonkers. For those of you who are unaware, and I don't know how you're unaware if you're a Pokemon fan at this point, people have just started using TCG as a way to quote unquote invest. No, don't do that, please. Yeah, I know. <laughs> For so many reasons, do not do that. There are definitely some safer investments to make. There's less safe investments to make, too. There are, yeah. yes, absolutely. <laughs> there are less safe investments to make, but I don't know. I personally would not invest in cardboard. That's fair. I like I would personally not do that, but that's that's just me. So a lot of people have been using it and like they've been buying out like stock at like stores. And I what's what's really disgusting to me is like on places like Verbank City, uh, though I think they've they've really like cracked down on it recently. People were just like posting pictures of them like buying out like Target stock of Pokemon cards and stuff. Oh, and I I don't know like as a I mean I'm not like a hardcore TCG player by any means, but you know I I occasionally like I used to play a lot more when I was still living in Columbus. And you do collect. Uh, not anymore. Not so much anymore. Oh, okay. I used to. But we, like, when Sword and Shield dropped, we were just like, we should stop. <laughs> it's a good starting point or stopping point when a new gen comes Well, because, yeah, we were just like, we don't know. We, we're not, I'm not playing anymore like I was. Uh, because the Dayton scene's not as fun as the uh, Columbus scene was. And maybe that was just because I had more friends that were outside of Pokemon, also into Pokemon at the time, in the Columbus scene. So it was... Yeah, it was just very strange. So I just don't, I don't play anymore. So there's no point to collect because the collecting was driven by the, hey, I need this card. And so then my wife would go, Mm -hmm. okay, yes, I would like, I'll open a pack so you can get that card. But so they've just like destroyed the scene. And so the new set dropped. They just unleashed bots to just try to buy up all of the stock as soon as it dropped on PokemonCenter.com and it crashed the site. They just like destroyed the site. I don't know. Scalpers just really, they really upset me. Joe Merrick like went on a tweet tirade about this too. I bet. And I don't disagree with him. I think it's just it just ruins the fandom. If the if the true fans can't get the cards and you're just hiking up the prices artificially, essentially, it's going to become a bubble yeah. and everybody loses at that in that scenario. Like everybody just loses. It's like scalping is like bad in general. But in my personal opinion, like the most like innocently fun and involving children, something is that is the target of scalping. The worst it feels like. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I heard just recently started getting scalped was uh, e-textbooks. Yeah, that's Ooh. been getting bad, too. That's unacceptable because they're like, I think, I've heard that some e-textbooks have had like a 5%, 500% yeah. uh, price increase. Yeah. Just yeah, because of nuts. the pandemic. And I'm like, that is exploitative and should be. Yep. Down. 
Yep. Yeah. In the strongest terms. They actually just yeah. came out with a study before, because I saw that same story uh, today on Reddit. I think they came out with a study not too long before that that showed that ebooks cost so much less to produce than the uh, paperback books. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, let's not talk about uh, the crumbling uh, bubbles that exist. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about some uh, video game battling news. Uh, so Series 8 of the online ranked battle just began as of when this is airing and will now allow, as we were discussing a bit, one of the normally restricted legendary Pokemon on your team. So this includes Calyrex Rider. So say goodbye to your berries. Mythicals are still banned because Mythicals are still banned. I find Calyrex's ability silly. Like, base Calyrex's only ability is Unnerve, and then they get, like, the as one ability when he rides the horse. So the horse just gets, like, its really good ability, plus Calyrex's Unnerve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, just like cool, like, combination of, like, the lamest ability. It'd be like if they gave him, uh, um, like, gave him Pickup, and they're just like, as one, he has two abilities now. It's yeah. like, cool. <laughs> he does, but does he? Technically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this season's going to run through Feb uh, February, and then it uh, ends in April. And then in May, they'll do Series 9, so maybe it will bring Little Cup for Thatch. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. Also, this is going to apply to both doubles and singles, so uh, it, don't think Little Cup VGC it. would be hype. That would be hype. It would. It would. And it gives everyone an excuse to use, like, cute things. Yeah, I could see them doing it. Somehow, some way. One of my favorite baby Pokemon is Elekid. I just like that mm. whole line. I'm a sucker for the Electabuzz line. I would love to be able to use Elekid competitively. I would be into it. Anything to make that line competitive again. Anything. All right. Uh, let's move on to Pokemon Go, Whimsicott. Oh, okay. So uh, there's going to be a Team Go Rocket celebration event. It will run from February the 2nd through February the 10th. And it will focus on new shadow Pokemon, like wow. Swinab, Nosepass, Aaron, Sfeel, Lilip, Anorith, and more. How exciting. It will have increased spawns of Poison and Dark types. You will be able to find Dino, Ponyard, Scraggy, and Sandile in Strange Eggs, among other Pokemon. There's going to be special field research, and one-star raids will include Alolan Meowth, Alolan Grimer, Gligar, Sneasel, Shinx, and Clink. And three-star raids will include Nidoqueen, Ariados, Umbreon, Tyranitar, and Absol. I don't know what Nidoqueen is doing there. Ah, I guess she's a poison type. And during the event, um, your, egg, your eggs will hatch with only 50% of the normally required steps. So I haven't played Pokemon Go in months. And, Same. Uh, I just want to know, because I, I assume you do, Whimsicott. I think you do, from our conversations. Yeah, a bit. How much of the like pandemic stuff have they rolled back? Is it, like, all of it? And, like, the 50% hatch distance is just like, yeah, this wasn't the new normal anymore. Yeah, okay, so uh, the, um, let's just say that with events going on, I think whichever week you pick up the game, there's, like, a 1 in 4% chance that your hatch distance is somewhat reduced. Because just they just have events after events after events. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know about the distance, thing because i don't have anything like within reach of my house either way okay uh there are a ton of spawns i i heard the spawns were increased the spawns are insane 
And today I actually completed the limited time Sneasel research and it was honestly like playing a Sneasel community day. Like Hmm. there were so many that I could catch. Like I lost count at some point and I got three shinies. So yeah, it's still still Mm -hmm. a rather enjoyable game even from your couch. Okay, because that's my worry. Because I see, like, um, th- my exposure to, like, what's going on is mostly, like, tweets. Mostly from Joe Merrick mm. refusing to admit that, like, maybe the game isn't as fun as he wants it to be all the time. <laughs> and so, like, I'll see him and he'll be like, oh, this is really dumb. You're going to have to pay for whatever to make this happen. Or there's a pandemic going on outside. How am I supposed to, like, go get rocket stops? That is very, very fair. Um, I think the game is enjoyable if you're a casual player. If you're a hardcore player, (laughs) probably not right now. But I'm not, so I wouldn't know for sure. So speaking of community days, unlike Sneasel, on February 7th, which is next weekend, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time, Rosalia will be out. Um, If you you evolve into a Rosary during the event, you get Bullet Seed and Weather Ball. Timed research will also be available to receive Sinnoh Stones. And as usual, there's going to be paid research that you can purchase for a dollar. That that's all. Nobody's excited about this. Uh. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like noted. Uh, also, Snorlax will be the breakthrough research encounter for February. Talk about things people aren't excited about. So, I mean, I guess if you're real, real, real new and you wanted a Snorlax, there you go. Mm-mm. I would be curious to know what the numbers are on new incoming players to Pokemon Go. I feel like mm. I've seen a lot of. A big advertising push, actually. I, uh, I've seen a lot of ads. I, I've seen a lot of ads. So it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, spotlight hours for February have also been announced from the 2nd, February 2nd. Um, Ekans will have t- double catch experience, evolution experience. Then on February 9th, Miltank will, uh, there will be double catch stardust, which is what people really want. Yeah, that's, what that's the end game. Mm-hmm. That's the end game resource. That's the real. Yeah, that's the real end game. All right. Uh, February sixteenth will be Love Disc and Double Catch experience, and then February twenty third will be Pikachu and Double Catch Candy, which is also okay. good. Candy's good too. Yeah. No, you need a lot of candy now too with the with the, like the level fifty stuff. So that works out. So just one last thing in Puckle news. Uh, don't forget, there's going to be a UUTC Ultimate Underground Tournament of Champions. Yes, that is what I think it stands for. It does. <laughs> the information should be out now that we have the uh, that we have the Series Eight rule set. Sign up by February sixth. Round one of Swiss is going to start on February eighth. Please join. We are very excited to have you. It's just uh, Battle Stadium singles. It's going to be really fun. You can use rental teams if you've never played in competitive. This is a really good chance to just like get, dip your toes in, have fun, and just yeah, have a really good time. Yeah, and you don't have to like settle down on your team like week one yeah, you and get then to switch it around because, yeah you can change it through the swiss uh rounds so mm-hmm. it's very don't good. worry it's not like um you, you don't have to have it all figured out like the moment you sign up you have exactly. like an extra few days all right so that is gonna be it for the news today so we're gonna kick it on over now to puckles pokey quiz where we're gonna quiz your co-host on their insane pokemon knowledge Hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. 
I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Thank you to Mark for reading us off the rules. This segment is brought to you by Anime Gravy, your one-stop shop for all your nerdy art. Use code POKEYQUIZ at checkout for 20% off of your purchase. And also just wonderful people, like the most wonderful people. We say this every they time, are. and you're absolutely it's correct. true, <laughs> and it bears repeating. Yes. Yeah, they're just amazing, the and we love them so Ugh. much. My we life is guys. better for knowing them, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, on that note, though, let's jump into these questions brought to us by none other than Liger. Yay. He has grabbed all the questions from our Discord server, so we're going to go ahead and jump right in. Our first question is going to be from Big Cat Bruce. What is the only fairy type Pokemon that gets the move Wide Guard by level up? Huh. Ooh. By level up. So, Klefki is a possibility. It gets weird stuff. That definitely is a possibility. Um, I was thinking, like, I don't know why. I was thinking something like Wigglytuff, but it, that can't be right. That sounds wrong. I mean... Lore-wise, it would make sense, <laughs> but yeah, I can mm. just expand, and you know, you covered, you, yeah, you covered. Exactly. So I can see that maybe. I can see that as um, a maybe. Clefki's a good guess too. Does any of the Tapu get it? I don't think so. Okay. Not naturally. Not by like okay. level up. I don't play VGC, so I I'm not very familiar with wide guard distribution. Hmm. What's throwing up is it's uh the by level up. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm gonna need an answer. I don't know. Do you wanna go with Klefki? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's do Klefki. Klefki is unfortunately incorrect. Mm. You're gonna kick yourselves like a little bit maybe for not thinking oh, about it. Oh my god. Um, oh, what is but it? the answer is Mr. Mime. Oh mm. Well, you know what? We don't want him. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to remember that. It is a fairy type, or that it even exists. Yeah, or so, that it's a Pokemon. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my fairy type. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Your next question is going to be from Sari. What is the only Pokemon with Rain Dish that cannot learn Rain Dance? Ooh. Oh, fascinating. Rain Dish. Hmm. I feel like it can't be a Water type because how could there be a Water type that doesn't learn Rain Dance? So Maractus, maybe. Does it have uh, Rain Dish or does it have... Um, I think it has Rain Dish. I thought it had Storm Drain. Oh, maybe it has. I think it or, has both, I don't know. actually. I think it has both. So it could be Maractus because it's a grass type, so it might have Sunny Day instead of Rain Dance. What else has Rain Dish? The Lotad line? Lotad, uh, I think Tentacruel had it, but obviously Tentacruel maybe. would get it. And so would Lotad. They would both get Rain Dance. The Blastoise line, I want to say, has it as a hidden ability. Yes. Yes. But they, I think they do learn they Rain Dance. They definitely learn Rain Dance, yeah. I think maybe the Gastrodon line also. I think you're right that it shouldn't be a water type. Right, like, if you're a water type, you're learning Rain Dance. Probably, yes. Or you mm. can learn Rain Dance. 
I feel like. Is that wrong? Like, yeah, I don't know. So I think we should keep our hint for the multiple point question. So we should probably not use it now. Okay. Are you okay with saying Maractus? Like, I'm not even 100% sure that it gets rain I'm like, sure, because I can't think of anything else. Because it's like, if you get rain dish, yeah. what does it get rain dance that has rain dish? Like, I'm actually very curious to know. Yeah, okay. I would love so, to know. So we'll guess. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, let's go with Maractus. Maractus is unfortunately incorrect. It's a good thing we're so charming, since we're getting yeah. these wrong. <laughs> You're on the right track, though. It has to be a non-water type Pokemon. And it turns out there's only one water type Pokemon line that does not get it. Mm. So not a lot of Pokemon get it in general, right? So Blastoise line, Tentacruel line, Ludicolo line, Pelipper line gets it. Nobody cares. Oh, that's doing the drizzling. Surskit and only Surskit gets it. Mm. And the one that you're forgetting is the Moralol and Shenotic line. And it turns out the answer is only Moralol because Shenotic can learn Rain Dance via TM, oh. but Moralol cannot. Oh, I never knew they had that ability. Yeah, it's their hidden ability, too. That is... Yeah, that's... Oh, well, okay, then. Yeah. I really like that line, but I never noticed that. Yeah, I was surprised you didn't know that. So Mm. that's why I chose that one. I'm like, oh, maybe they'll know about this one. Mm. All right. So your next one is your Pokedex entry question. The way it works now is you get one Pokedex entry. If you can get the Pokemon without me giving you a second Pokedex entry, you get two points. If you ride the struggle bus, I will give you a second Pokedex entry. And you get one point if you get it correct after that. Zero points if you get it incorrect after that. So here we go. Your next question is from G McGee or G McPee. Oh my gosh, oh there's my too many goodness. of them. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. It's Pokemon Y entry states. When it's happy, this Pokemon demonstrates beautiful movements of its tail, like a dancing ribbon. Who's that Pokemon? Hmm. Maybe Sylveon. Yum. Because of mm. the ribbon. That's what got me. I don't know. I think it would have to have a longer tail because Sylveon has the ribbons, but they don't come out of the tail, you know? Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. And it has to be like a single tail, not like Suicune, who has two ribbons for a tail. And that's, could you repeat it? Oh, when it's ooh, happy? Ooh, I've got it. I've got it. I've oh, got you it. Got it? Uh, I've got it. Uh, it's Chimeco. It has oh, to be Chimeco. I love it. I love it. I yeah. love it. Is Chimeco going to be your answer there? Sure. Yeah. All right. Second Pokedex entry. Okay. Um, oh. It's Pokemon <laughs> Platinum really Entry struggling. Reads. It hides its tail in spiteful tendency of hooking its claws into the nose of its trainer if it isn't fed. It hides its tail in a spiteful no, no, it hi- tendency. It, it, no, it hides its spiteful tendency of hooking its claws into the nose of its trainer if it isn't fed. Oh. Okay. Some kind of cat? Um... So uh, it could be, um, what's its name? The pre-evolution of Paragli. Glammeow? Glammeow, yes. And it has a really long tail, so. Could you repeat the second Pokemon Entry Thatch? The second one is, it hides its spiteful tendency of hooking its claws into the nose of its trainer if it isn't fed. Okay, so this thing hooks its claws into the nose of its trainer. If it's not fed. I don't see Glammeow hooking its claws up your nose. It's too short. But it's a cat and it's a dark type. So... No, it's not. Glammeow's a normal type. Hmm. Okay. It looks like a dark type. That's because it looks... It's got that shady side eye, you know? I'm going to need an answer. Oh, I'm lost. I'm lost. If it's not Glammeow, I don't know what it is. Well, let me <laughs> can guess. I have nothing. So why not Glammeow? Glammeow is correct. 
Oh, hey! Thankfully, and the notes that I was given is that it's also called Sinowin Meowth because we can't have enough <laughs> Meowth is. forms. We really can't. I'm okay with that. Also, the fact that I don't know its type is proof that we need larger Glamio distribution. So Glamio has been accessible in literally two Pokemon games, two ever. Yeah. That's over all versions. Yeah. Because I you couldn't even catch it in Platinum. Nope. It, it was only catchable in Pearl, and then it was only catchable, I believe, in Omega Ruby. It was still version exclusive there, and that is the only place we got it. Yeah, but like on some Mirage something something. Yeah, so. it was on a Mirage Island, yeah, because they just used Omega Ruby to fill the decks. I want a Glamia form. I want an alternate form that evolves and is pretty instead of... Yes, <laughs> yes. Give me that form. That's the Do that challenge. Yes. <laughs> All right. So you guys are one for three. We've got Ooh, your multiple choice question. It has three answers. So one point per answer. I will give you two topics. You can choose from them. One of them is about um, damage boosting items. And the other one is about terrain. Hmm. Your choice. Which one do you want to answer? Mm, I don't know. Sublime, you pick. I'm leaning towards terrain. What are you thinking? I was leaning towards terrain too. Well, then let's do that. All right. This one is from Sir Missing No. In Generation 8, there are three moves to remove terrain. What are they? Steamroller. Yes. That is correct. That is a point. Then there's the that new one. Uh, Defog. Defog removes terrain. That we is correct. That That's week. two. That is two. <laughs> and is Steamroller like the new one? No, it's not. Steamroller was added in uh, Isle of Armor. Okay, so that's the new one. It was the steel type move that got added. Yes. Yeah, you uh, already you already answered that. One. Yeah. Right. We we did steamroller and we did defog. You do still have your hint. I think one of them is like G Max move or something. Oh, oh, it is Lycanroc's G move. Yes. Or yeah, yeah, that thing, Z move, G move. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but it's not in Gen Eight though. Uh, it, it is Lycanroc's. It's Lycanroc's. It removes terrains. Yeah, but is it in Gen Eight since it's a Z move? No. I mean, that w- did they not? say Gen 8 specifically? Or yeah, just it says in Gen 8. He did say Gen 8. Ah. Yeah. Darn it. We found a third. So do you want to use the hint? Or do we keep it for the next question? I mean, we were saving it for this question, right? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we could use it on this one. That's fine. Okay. This is a G-Max flying type move. See? Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's Corviknight. What's it called? Uh, it's ah right. I'll accept Corviknight's G Max move. Like I'll accept yeah. that. <laughs> I don't remember the name. That is I'm correct. Sorry. That is correct. You guys are f- four for four now. Um, it is G Max Wind Rage for clarification, and it it just destroys like terrain, screens, spikes, stealth everything. rock, everything, all of the things. Yeah, it's super defog on steroids. Yeah, it clears the field. And that's all you need to know. You're four for four now. You made a good recovery there. All yeah. right. So your last question is your base stat question, as always. And this one is going to be from Poliwo. So what obtainable Dragon-type Pokemon has the highest base defense of Dragon-type Pokemon? Obtainable, as in Tartonator is not in the game? No, 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 <laughs> is no, that, no, no. Is that what the question is? No, also, Tartonator is in the game, I think, now. So. Oh, okay. Oh, so they want to exclude the Turnamax. Uh, they just want to exclude Turnamax turn yeah, because right. it has like a base 250 defense. Everything. So. Yeah. So, well, Tartanator has like a super high one. Yeah. Like super high. 
Like it's higher than most other. To be honest, I think it could probably just be Terminator because like when you think of all of like the many legendary dragon types, they don't put the points in defense. I know for a fact that it was Terminator in Gen 7. So is there anything new that has surpassed it? Oh, um, no, because the thing I was thinking of is actually really low in defense. I was thinking, Duraludon, I was like, wait, no. no, no, no. Yeah, no, I was saying, yeah, he's a steel type, but it doesn't exactly have the stats of a exactly. steel type. <laughs> so, so I think your first instinct was right with Terminator. Yeah, um, because um, there's like, Dragapult is paper, basically. So, <laughs> <laughs> But it's like sandpaper, because it will cut you. Yeah. It's Cartana's new friend. No, yeah, I I like Turtonator. Let's go yeah. with it. I like that answer a lot. Yeah. yeah. Turtonator is correct. Turtonator hey. has a base defense of 135. It is followed up by That's Mega right. Salamence with 130. <laughs> Komo'o at 125. And then they mention a tournament as, as being the reason we're excluding things. Uh, <laughs> because it's not obtainable anyway. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even count it. It's a boss. It's an RPG yeah. boss. Story mode, boss. Let me get the scores pulled up because that does change up the standings by putting Sublime on the board. So not many people are on the board. So in first place, we have Whimsicott with 18 points. Winner. In second place, we have Linian with eight points. And tied for third, we have a three-way tie between P. McGee, Sigma, and Sublime, all with five points apiece. You know, it's an honor (laughs) just to be nominated. Yes, (laughs) I believe that. I need to not be on the show for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) all right so that is where we are uh we are gonna take a short break guys and we'll be right back at you with the topic uutc entries are open you can come and join it over on the discord server you can play any team including rental teams so make sure to come on out it's a great experience if you've never battled before i look forward to seeing you guys there and welcome to the topic our topic today is making sense of the pokemon world (laughs) Can we do it? I don't know. <laughs> but we, this came up because we were talking about uh, pre-show. Uh, we typically have like a, a little chat we talk about before the show when we figure out who's going to be on the show. And we, we try to come up with like, what do we want to talk about? And typically it's very easy because Pokemon will be like, oh, hey, here's some news. And we go, okay, that's very exciting. Depends on we are in the cycle. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, I, I also like doing these topics where it's just like, I, don't, I imagine this is what happens if the three of us were to get together and go sit on my couches in my living room. Yes. And this is like the kind of topic we would have. So this is, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like, just like a random conversation between friends about Pokemon inconsistencies that people can chime in on by sending us an email later. And so this all started because Whimsicott asked the question, and this full credit to Whimsicott, why do people sometimes only train one type of Pokemon? Yeah, and uh, I'll let I'll let you like give your theory. I have an answer, but your answer might be better. No, I, so when you said you had an answer, I I perceived that it was the answer, but I like to speculate a little bit before getting there. So <laughs> okay, okay, so go ahead. The reason I thought why, like the game itself tells you. You should diversify if you want to succeed as a Pokemon trainer. And then all the most successful Pokemon trainers are type specialists. So what's with that? And I have several theories about this. And I think one of the ones that fascinates me the most is that in the Pokemon world, Pokemon types 
have very specific social connotations. Like, people will perceive you as a certain kind of person if you are a water-type Pokemon trainer, especially like a dark-type Pokemon trainer. So it's a form of self-expression above mm. everything else. So it's like fashion items. Almost, but more. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, yeah that, that like does make the question, do Pokemon types go out of style and do people ever change the Pokemon type that specialize in what happens to the Pokemon they leave behind because they change type? Like, there is a lot there that we don't usually think about. Uh, I think it might be a little, like, if you think about it in that way, yes, it gets complicated. I think it's it might be something a little bit simpler than that. Probably. And mm -hmm. we kind of see this in, like, different forms of the media, maybe more so in something like uh, the manga. The anime's got, like, hints of it, too, but you, you can tell, like, when they're raising Pokemon, especially in the anime, like, there's specific routines they have to go through to, like, care for the Pokemon, mm -hmm. right? And in my mind, it's just easier, like, if I have to, if I have to do this, like, specific treatment, like, I have to trim the hedges equivalent uh, yes. for my grass-type Pokemon, right? It'd just be easier for me to have six grass-type Pokemon and just do that. Of course, yes. And yes. I'd become really good at that. I'd become really good at doing grass-type stuff. It's like specialization, right? It's like yeah. when you specialize in something rather than being a generalist. Yeah, I imagine most innovation in like the Pokemon universe, or a whole lot of it, probably comes from like type specialists. Ooh, yeah, that's a you know? very good point. Yeah, I I would call them probably like you can be a good Pokemon trainer that's like diversified, but you've learned from the specialists. Hence, why you've battled the gym leaders. Exactly. Right? You, mm. Exactly. You've learned what it, those types do, the care that they require, and so you're becoming a Pokemon quote unquote master, right? And you, you do things like that. And so that's why it's a big deal when you can become a successful trainer using a diverse team because you've learned how to care for these different types. Yeah. And that's why you don't see a lot of people with that. You don't see a lot of people have six Pokemon of different types. Mm -hmm. the, the, the only trainers I can think of that you actually see that from are typically champions. Yeah. Like red and blue come to mind as well. And those are the only people. Like you don't see that happen in the game. You do see occasionally like you'll run into like a Pokemon breeder. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I can think specifically of like Gen 3's Pokemon Breeder, and they'll actually have a team mm -hmm. of six, but it'll be like baby Pokemon of all different types. Yes. Yeah. Be because they're learning how to raise them, and I think that's very cute and in-game in lore. Yeah, that's clearly a different skill set if you're a Pokemon Breeder rather yeah. than specializing in a type. And you know, one of my favorite examples of it uh, in the universe that kind of supports this theory is in the original Gold and Silver, when you beat the first uh, gym... In Gold and Silver, the gym leader talks about him inventing the TM. Oh, that's true. That's true. They I, th There's a lot of lore that's been missing from Pokemon games like that. Yeah. Where they're just like, oh, I invented this TM because, honestly, the question at that point is like, what is a TM? It's just called a technical machine or whatever. Mm -mm. Um, what does that mean? And in my mind, I really like thinking of it in like the graphics that they gave us in Leaf Green and Fire Red, where it's like a disc you just like shove on the Pokemon's forehead. And yeah, they, they <laughs> I, I, li I like to imagine it's like a, it's like an aerobics DVD, like it's Richard Simmons like <laughs> teaching the Pokemon how to use Thunderbolt. You know, I I do think like that that visual is so much funnier than what probably happens, which is 
you just put the data from the disk into the Pokeball where the Pokemon is already stored as data. Oh, that's upsetting. You I don't like that. Do I don't like, like- and it's like a software update to the Pokemon. I mean, it's a disc, so I feel like it's an update. Very bad. Yeah. Like, you're putting a program in. I, I, I like the idea that I'm pulling out like a little mobile DVD player and have an Ella kid sit in front of it learning how to use Thunderbolt from Richard Simmons. That's that might so work much with funnier. electric types specifically. Uh, just Richard Simmons. Nobody, it's you actually Richard Simmons. An electric type gym leader probably came up with it because they specialized in a type. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really like I really like that like lore. Just thinking like, oh, somebody had to create the TMs and had to t- figure out how to teach the Pokemon how to do this. And I, I really like that thought. Mm-mm. It's interesting. I don't know. It's just an interesting mm-hmm. thought. So I had a thing we wanted to make sense of. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 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 All right. What is a like in this world where if you meet eyes with someone you got a battle, like I'm just minding my business. I don't need you all up in my face yeah. if I'm going through a route. You could you imagine? So we were doing the XY Nuzlocke on stream, right? And the the thing that got me the most was that there's a part in X, X and Y called Reflection Cave or Reflecting Cave. I forget exactly. Oh, what yeah. Um, re- and Where people are just. Car. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're just like staring at the walls because they're reflections mirrors. And then you like oh. walk behind them in the back like our and eyes technically met. And it's just like, yeah. okay, okay, let's calm down. Uh <laughs> I would just wear like wraparound reflecting sunglasses the entire time and look like an absolute douche because I have social anxiety and I may not want a Pokemon battle at some time. This is an introvert's nightmare. Exactly. I- I'm going to need a system where you give consent to battle, first of all. Yeah. yeah. First of all. And second of all, what's up with losing half your money? Like, I need to agree on a pre-agreed upon amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That ain't right to just take yeah. so half somebody's money, you know? Well, that's because you blacked out. Because otherwise, I could just be waiting to meet, I could just be waiting to meet a trainer that's not expecting me and steal their lunch money, basically. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. Uh, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's a good time. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a weird rule. Very much so. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't yeah. make sense. I like the way they've been handling, um, the anime recently about this, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's not just like the trainers I meet it's because I, I don't know how far I know Whimsicott's not following the anime nope. and uh, I don't know if Sublime is following nope. journeys right now uh, nope. I, I kind of I sem- pseudo recommend it but Ash is doing this thing called the Grand Coronation Series because we needed the new MacGuffin for him to chase right mm-hmm. and in some some title that doesn't make any sense that means he can just chase another title later on wow that's uh, deep right uh, <laughs> and, but the way it works is it's like an ELO system mm where you battle somebody and then like you rank up and the way they handled it is um like your phone gets connected to it which is a really interesting thought so like his little rotom phone which is not nearly as annoying as rotom decks thank god mm-hmm. it comes up and it's just like oh hey there's a trainer nearby that's also in the grand coronation series you can submit to battle so i don't want to say what that sounds like but you all know what that sounds like uh yes yeah a little bit yeah mm-hmm. uh but uh but it's just like you can battle them and like you can like click to like send a battle invite and then you meet up you and can you hook up and battle you can hook up and mm-hmm. battle uh it is nothing like dating apps i promise it's, uh, it's not nothing no <laughs> nothing like it and battle yeah yeah you just hook up and you battle yeah. i i like that a lot i like that way of thinking about it better like maybe maybe you wear like a badge that's just like oh hey I say I it's okay to battle me. I don't know. 
Yeah. I, I don't like the trainer's eye meets thing. It's obviously the excuse they come up with. So they go, oh, hey, our eyes met because we need you to battle trainers on this route uh, to make the game work. Yeah. And I don't disagree with that. <laughs> I think it's an interesting mechanic. I think it would be more interesting, especially now that we're in 3D, to kind of make more ways to like sneak around trainers or something. Maybe they catch you or something like that. Mm. It would it would be kind of interesting. Maybe I got this is like a Gen Nine thought, right? Not not anything current yeah. be- because I would still say that Game Freak is exploring 3D and they haven't quite mastered it. Game Freak's doing Game Freak, you know? Yeah, yeah. they're going at Game Freak speed. I will say that. Mm. Yes, I'll say that. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, that's one of those weird things. Um, you could always talk about food. I don't know what they eat, but <laughs> they they obviously have lemons because there's lemonade. But uh, yeah, I, that's, I don't... that's like the age old argument. I don't know. It's just it's well, if you actually look at like the history of how they handle things, like they have a brand book, mm-hmm. right? That they like send out to people, and the brand books evolved over the years. Yeah, because if you if you go to early episodes in the anime, they're like there's real fish like in the anime, like just real fish, just like non non specific Pokemon, just fish. They're not they're not Pokemon. They're just fish. They're just fish. Well, oh, you know, like that episode where they're all drooling over the Magikarp. Yeah, well, well and then then they find out it's supposed to be inedible. Uh, yeah, that's the next step. But like, there's like extra fish, and as over time, because nobody really knew what was going on with Pokemon at the time. I actually watched a very interesting video from uh, Did You Know Gaming about Lugia today that like kind of dips into this. But it was uh, with the anime, they just like didn't really like it's unfounded territory. They didn't know Pokemon was going to become Pokemon. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the first seasons of the anime, they're just kind of just doing everything. But if you look at how like the brand book has evolved over the years, like it quickly switches over to in the Pokemon world, they aren't eating other animals because other animals don't exist. Yeah. Right. They, they, that whole fish thing got quickly... Uh, kicked out and i mean even if you read like older pokedex entries it references real world places and stuff like that yes yeah and it's very interesting in that sense but it's it's very weird because the anime just kind of became its own thing and they were kind of just like testing the waters on a lot of stuff and then it just evolved it just evolved into this point where it's just like they're not eating things if they're going to be eating food make it nondescript food (laughs) yeah uh that you can't really tell what the food is donuts so that like generic stews with lumps in it right with the transition (laughs) into like pokemon essentially being animals though also came yeah with the notion of pokemon eating other pokemon which probably didn't exist as much beforehand no i I would say right now, like the Dex entries since like Gen Seven have been getting brutal. Oh yeah, I love it. They have. Uh, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I I think the Dex entries since <laughs> since Gen Seven have just been wonderful because it. Re- yeah, but I, they like are doing such a great job of portraying like an ecosystem. Yeah, Pokemon. It's great. It's really great. I agree. I really like. Yeah, it. but then really like the the stuff that starts not making sense is: Are you really? Like, are you really letting 10-year-old kids catch stuff that they can, like, take home and it will eat their grandma? Like, yes. Uh, yes. Mm, are you really? It's a coming of age, you know? It's a rite of passage. Having your dog eat your grandma is a coming of age thing? If you don't like, eat grandma mm. with your Pokemon, what you doing? I think that's something that's also changed over the time. I, I think I think Pokemon collecting like in game Canada has also changed over the years as well, because it used to be like, oh, hey, you're going to go fill out this Dex like Professor Oak gives it to you, I think, in Gen 1 and Gen 2. And then like this kind of the idea in Gen 3. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Uh, but I think that's just like slowly been lost that you're like filling out the Pokedex and that the Pokedex just has information in it, right? Yeah, it's no longer you're writing it. It's like you're like putting little check marks. Yeah, you're putting a check mark on it. Beside a box. I mean, I would definitely say that about Gen 8. I'm not exactly sure when the transition happened. It happened somewhere between like Gen 4 and Gen 7, right? And it became an app. I find that very interesting. I don't know. It's it's okay. I don't mind it. I think it's easier to wrap your head around. I I really wish, like, at some point, I'd like to sit down and just kind of, like, break down, like, the anime's influence on modern Pokemon. Mm. Because I, I think the anime's influenced a lot of that. Like, a lot of the world that we imagine Pokemon to be now. Because Pokemon's still very headcanony. Yeah. Which is good. I, I think less so in Sword and Shield, because they try to say a lot of things, like, outright. But it before that, like it, a lot of head cannon, a lot, a lot of head cannon. It's very interesting in that respect. Though I, I did appreciate the DLC, like just kind of having like hidden nuggets in it. Yeah. Like we didn't. It, they never say that Peony is Rose's brother, but it's there. It's abundantly clear. <laughs> like they're identical. Uh, they do clear these things up in the things that nobody reads, which is the trainer cards. Yeah. It's on the league card, but. It's. Uh, I think league cards were such a fun idea. Though. League cards I are the best them. idea. Love so league good. Cards. I love league cards for so many reasons. One, I think it's the PR video's ultimate form. Yeah, truly. I I think that's really good. I'm still surprised. I I haven't. I guess I haven't looked into it. But if somebody could come up with a way where you could just like post the image of your trainer card and they would print it out for you, Ooh. in real life, that's. I think that's money waiting just like on the table. Mm. I I think trainer cards are a very 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 good idea. Yeah, I, I also like the way from the, like the NPC perspective because it does fill in a lot of gaps that a lot of people aren't aware of, Mm-mm. and it, like because sometimes they're trying to like throw in little connections between characters, and then like we find out about it from some vague NPC that you never talk to in a hidden building. Yeah. And then Bulbapedia characterizes it for you. But this, like, here's the lead card. And you can read it. And you're just like, oh, Gordy is, um, oh, my gosh, what's her name? Melanie's son. Melanie's son. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's right there on the trainer card. And that's kind of nice. I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, trainer cards are a really good idea. Uh, it's not really an unexplained phenomenon in Pokemon, but it, they're a good idea. No, but it's <laughs> really cool. I don't know. The, law, the laws of the Pokemon world. I mean, maybe that's something we should talk about, too. Like, what's the... There's just no regulating body in po- the Pokemon world, oh, which really gosh. concerns me. I think I think at some point, like, insurance companies existed, and then, like, they <laughs> all went bankrupt within, like, 10 minutes of Pokemon existing because it was just impossible to keep up. I mean, someone had to make it where, like, you can just go to the Pokemon Center for free, so someone's passing the laws. <laughs> well, so, that's kind of like, this is like a post-scarcity society, so, like, you get that. Yeah. Well, we talked about that, like, ages ago. I think it was the yeah. three of us, actually. Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> it might have been. It, it's, it's a very interesting way to think about that, but I also think what's really weird... I don't know. And I think this is probably accentuated in Sword and Shield, so we didn't think about it as much because there's no, like, quote-unquote evil team mm. in Sword and Shield, right? So you're not just like, oh, man, who's stopping bad guys from doing bad things with Pokemon? Yeah. Uh, because there's none of that in Sword and Shield other than, like, Team Yell's like, I'm going to mildly inconvenience you. Yes. <laughs> I mean, have you seen people like Team Yell when their team don't win, though? I, I mean, mm. it could be an evil team under the right circumstances. <laughs> 
I would say the same thing about <laughs> Sun and Moon. They did take a very serious real world phenomenon and then they dumped it down for a kid's game. So it yeah. doesn't really mean anything anymore. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to see. Honestly, I'd like to see more police involvement in Pokemon games. Uh, I would not. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> well, no, I would like to, I would like to, or like some authority that's just like, hey, by the way, this is illegal. You can't do that. I actually would love to explore the idea of like, do gym leaders have like a role in their mm. communities? Like, are they considered leaders in their communities? According to Gen 5, they do. Yeah, Gen exactly. 5. Um, and I think to a lesser extent, Gen 8 are really good at that. Mm-mm. That maybe they do. Maybe they maybe they're just like, oh, we're the kings of the community and we can do this. Though I think oh well no, maybe it's a maybe it's a cool idea to go ahead and just be because they they are supposed to be like gym leaders are uh the, the idea came from like shoguns in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. And and so like that does that would make sense, like, oh hey, they're like the rulers, they're the people like making the rules. I mean, even if like okay, this is a a, a weird discussion to have with two American people, but in theory, how would you enforce the law when someone has a much stronger Pokemon team than you? Like, mm. if the first 10-year-old that leaves a professor's house with a Pokedex and a starter within, like, three months is stronger than all, like, the quote-unquote police officers in the area, how do mm-hmm. you deal with that? Well, yeah. that's why I really love when you see in some of the media they've done the gym leaders have different Pokemon they use depending on how strong you are. Exactly. Yeah. But that would still mean that the gym leaders are the strongest Pokemon trainers in the area. And therefore, by logic, they should have some kind of position of like authority or at least like they should help out. If something yeah, I mean, happens. it's called gym leader, so they better be a leader to their mm-hmm. community. That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I I think that they really do need to show them stepping up more. I like Gen Five Gen did 5 so many things. They did so many things right with Gen Five, mm-hmm. and I mean, even at the time, like I was one of the people that was just like, "Oh, this isn't great." And it's again Pokemon brain shock, right? But I I think Gen Five, in terms of what it was as a game, was a very good game, especially in retrospect. Yeah. It was amazing. Gen 5 did a lot really well, and then also some things really not well. But it did a lot really well. Yeah, yeah no, mm-hmm. I, I would say Gen 5 is mm-hmm. extremes, right? Very black right. and white. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very black and white. Uh, it, because they're just like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. we're just not going to have any of the old Pokemon for, like, the main story. Yeah. And it's like, but man, maybe like a Pikachu would be cool. And they're like, Pikachu, no more Pikachu. And no. <laughs> never, never. You can't even catch a Pikachu. Those are the only games you can't catch Pikachu in, by the way. Which is, is iconic. That yes. is iconic. They said, you know what? I don't even need Pikachu for this game. Yeah. I don't care. I think that just shows like how much they were trying to do with Gen 5, like what their hopes were with Gen 5. It was such a soft reset, and I love it for that, because it's very unique in that way. No other no other generation has been like yeah, Gen 5. I, and I, yeah. I think it's okay to keep it that way. I, yeah. I personally really like I really like the quote-unquote model they're in right now, where they're just like, hey, here's 80 new Pokemon. Have fun. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they experiment, and I'm glad they do that, right? Like yeah. Gen 7, yeah. they experimented with the whole formula. Gen 5, yeah. they did a lot of experimenting. So, like, it's not like yeah. they do it every time, but, like, it's okay when they try something new. Yeah. No, I don't disagree yeah. with you at all. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree. So, uh, this is a good place to stop. 
of course the mailbag is going to run into this so if you want to send us an email next week at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and let us know something that you think is weird in the pokemon world that needs an explanation let us know but on that note we're gonna kick it on over to the pokemon of the episode and we'll catch you on the flip-flop episode and welcome to our pokemon of the episode our pokemon of the episode this week is national dex number 888 zashin the warrior pokemon it's shield pokedex entries state for the hero of many battles form this pokemon has slumbered for many years some say it's zamazenta's elder sisters others say the two pokemon are rivals and for the crown sword form it says Able to cut down anything with a single strike, it became known as the Fairy King's Sword, and it inspired awe in friend and foe alike. So just, wow. you have to trade it to get the good Pokedex entries, essentially. Yes, yes. Uh, Zashin is obviously good, and we're highlighting it today on a Battle Stadium singles team, because the EUTC is Battle Stadium singles, and we want to encourage you to join and use the teams. We're gonna, yeah. every, all month we've just got Battle Stadium singles teams. Uh, so we and I'm very excited because we get to do Ubers for like once and that we've never done. It's very yeah. exciting in, in that regard. So uh, Zashin and the one that we're talking about today is the Crown Sword form, not the uh, Hero of Many Battles form, which is yeah, the weaker mm. of the two. Um, because you, it, you get extra fifty base stat points and you're holding a rusted sword, and I can't think of an item that would do this to your attack stat that nope. <laughs> you should run otherwise because. The attack stat jumps from 130 to 170, base 92 HP, base 115 defense stays the same. Yeah, you get an extra base 10 speed and you get a base speed of 148, which is insane. I think Dragapult still out. No, 142. Oh, never mind. I'm wrong. Yep, it outspeeds Dragapult. Um, base 115 speed, base 80 special attack because nobody cares, so nobody cares. It's fine. But the 170 attack and 148 speed make it a monster. Absolutely. And then it gets a boost when it comes in. Yeah. Like, uh, his ability his ability is uh what is oh my gosh, what's the intrepid sword? Intrepid so when he comes sword. in he just yeah. gets a plus one to attack. It's insane. And it has like one of the best typings in the entire game. F- also in yeah. VGC, in VGC you get um really cute uh cheese that you can do with it with the intrepid sword. You can send out the we uh you send out Zashin without wheezing on the field. And he gets the mm-hmm. plus one boost from Intrepid Sword, but then you send in Neutralizing Gas Weezing, um, and it resets all of the abilities, and when you pull the Weezing out, Intrepid Sword procs again. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, like, essentially put a, an eject button yeah, on the send- Weezing, and oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah it's really silly. It's really, really free silly. Free Swords Dance. <laughs> you essentially get Free Swords Dance on your base 170 attack. <laughs> it's so stupid, I love it. uh but yes this is the team we have today and i'm very excited to go over it um it actually looks pretty decent i might run it for funsies yeah it does look fun so uh the star of the show zation as we said it has to be holding the rusted sword to be uh in the crown form its ability has to be intrepid sword it has very simply jolly nature max attack max speed it's got iron head which will turn into behemoth blade since it's in crown form, it has play rough, swords dance in case you didn't, you know, <laughs> it wasn't enough to have a plus one. And it has substitute. So you can just set up for days and then destroy everything. Uh, it's it's just too good. Yes. 
but it cannot touch the second member of the team, Focus Sash Danger, with Wonder Guard, Max Attack, Max Speed, Adam and Nature, with Poltergeist, Leech Life, Shadow Sneak, and Will-O-Wisp. I just, it's so much fun. Shedinja is actually really good in this meta. It's actually yeah, really good. Yeah, because it blocks out Kyogre a lot too. On yeah. yeah. And Kyogre is actually really popular in this meta because you just go Choice Scarf and you can just Water Spout. Water Spout. Yeah. It's a, it, it was actually something I remember the first time I ever met Sigma in person, he ran that because we were in like a VGC 2016 meta uh, tournament together and he like just ran Choice Scarf Kyogre. It was pretty cool. <laughs> everybody was confused because they were expecting primal it was very fun <laughs> fun yeah uh sublime you get these next two yeah let's talk about moltres not that moltres the original moltres og moltres mm. og moltres the the one that actually got the fire you know um so we were running moltres is a timid nature because it's got that competitive 100 speed you know you, you gotta you gotta so yeah. we're doing max speed max special attack put the last four into special defense. And we're doing Life Orb, uh, Pressure is the ability. And here's this is a Dynamax target, actually. Ooh, so yeah. we're running Solar Beam. You could tell a little bit when you saw Hurricane and Solar Beam on the list. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that works great for Dynamax, you know? So we're just running, like, high base power moves. We've got Fire Blast, Hurricane, Solar Beam, and then Scorching Sands for the coverage. Scorching Sands is so good. We lo- It's love such love a fun love. coverage move that a lot of yes. things got. Yeah, so great for fire types. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's a great candidate for our uh, Dynamaxing. It's not the only one, but it is a great candidate for it. And then we're also running Tapu Koko. It's Timid Nature, and this is a very... Com- uh, it's a specific EV spread. So it's doing 124 into HP, uh, 4 defense, 12 special attack, 196 special defense, and 172 speed. And what that's going to do for you is it'll outspeed uh, Cinderace. Yeah, and it also, the spread helps you survive against your Veltal as well. Yeah, this is very tanky. Mm-hmm. This is a very uh, tanky, mm-hmm. a very tanky set because you're running so much bulk. Yeah. You're using Citrus Berry as your item, so even more like tankiness, tanky goodness. And of course, its only ability for us is going to be Electric Surge. So we're running Discharge, Dazzling Gleam, and then Eerie Impulse and Taunt. Oh, so interesting. So that's different. Yeah, I believe... What I love Eerie Impulse. Eerie Impulse. Is it special, uh, special Attack. Special Attack. Special Attack. Okay. Even tankier. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, it thing. just makes it tanky. It makes it incredibly tanky against things mm-hmm. like Yveltal. Especially with Taunt. A yeah. fast Taunt. We love a fast Taunt. Mm-hmm. So like, if you have something that's going to try to hit with a Special Attack, which a lot of things are nowadays... Um, Tapu Koko will stop it. I mean, it'll help you also probably against Kyogre, help, I assume. Yeah. So, so the last two members of the team are just like, uh, what are good things we can throw on the team? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that's how I'll describe it. You have another Dynamax target in Dragonite, who's holding a weakness policy with, uh, multi-scale. Because of the buff to inner focus that we got this gen, you don't actually know what ability Dragonite's gonna run all the yeah. time. Because you, you could just, like, get rid of Intimidate. Yeah, like, it, it's great. I Dragonite's gotten betterish. I'd say Inner Focus in general's gotten better. Like, there's a reason to run Inner Focus on things like Soikun and Entei now. You mean there's a reason to run Inner Focus? Period. Yeah, it, it's yeah, great. Yeah, anytime that you don't know what ability something gets, like that, that makes Dragonite a bit a bigger threat for sure. Yeah, it's, it's almost like Bronzong, almost. But uh, Levitate's definitely better. Uh, mm. That's the problem. Yep. Uh, so 
This is uh, this is multi scale, four HP, two fifty two attack, two fifty two speed, jolly nature, um, Dynamax target, and just putting good moves on it. So dual wing beat, so that you get your flying type coverage. Earthquake because earthquake's just good, and then you've got fire punch and ice punch. And I think all of these are better than running a dragon type move, especially on a Dynamax target. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dragon type Dynamax kind of sucks. And I think the coverage you get with those four moves covers almost anything you're going to want to hit. Um, in I just realized this is a physical Dynamax or then the Moltres was special. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It depends on what you want to hit That's with. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Like Dragonite's just gotten so much better because of that inner focus buff. I, I love it. So the last member on this team is Stack Attacka because Stack Attacka is also just good. You have a stack attacker with a brave nature, Choppleberry, so if a fighting type move comes and hits it, it's probably not going to die, because nobody's running Focus Blast. Nobody likes Focus Blast. <laughs> and so, 252 HP, 252 attack, 4 defense, brave nature, 0 IV and speed, with Gyro Ball, Rock Blast, Body Press, and Trick Room. So you can set up your own Trick Room for a couple turns, probably run some train because you're a stack attacker, and because you're also a stack attacker... Your beast boost is only boosting your defense yeah. pretty much all the time. Unless I think you have to like hit an IV of like 14 on defense to get it to hit yes, attack. Yes, you do. And this isn't like that nature and that IV. Yeah, so you just need like bad stuff. So but this is better. Just run this. Because you'll just be able to body press all day. Yeah, and if you're wondering like why is there a single trick room Pokemon on a team? This is BSS. And since it does get the boost to defense, it will just live long enough that yeah. the rest of your team doesn't have to deal with the trick room that you set up. Yeah, this team is very much very much like, here's a couple of individual actors for, do I think that there's going to be a physical def- uh, offensive threat, or is there going to be a special offensive threat, or is there going to be a weakness on the physical side or on the on the special side? And you just kind of go accordingly. And if you see a Zashin, you just bring Shedenja. Yeah. <laughs> you just bring Shedenja, because Shedenja is fun for that. Yeah, this looks like a fun team. I would definitely recommend it. It's going to be up on the uh, the Discord. You can also watch P. McGee and Cloud9 use it later this week. And I'm sure the two of them are going to have as much fun looking at that as I had looking at this today. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to kick it on over then, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time. Sending your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. Our mailbag today is, as always, brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And as yeah. always, uh, we'll give out the Green Tauros badge if we think your email's good. But this is the segment of the show where you can send in your emails, uh, and we'll read them on the show at pucklepodcast.gmail.com. Last time we asked you guys what you were hoping for from Pokemon 25, so I'm excited to see what you guys wrote in. So without further ado, let's kick it off with... M-O-M-O. Hey, Puckle Crew. I must say I'm on Wind's side with this one. I hated knowing almost every line in the game before X and Y was released. You can see me, but I'm nodding. Yeah, I remember feeling so disappointed when I finally got my hands on the game. There was something about the magic of running into something I had never seen before that was just missing for me. However, one of my favorite experiences through Leak's season was the reveal of Alolan forms in Gen 7. I kind of wish they had left out a few more to be surprises in the game. But I remember getting so hyped when the silhouette would come on screen and the type would just be re- reveal and just, ah, good times. Mm-hmm. As for the prompt, I'm going to express my biggest disappointment in a leak that turned out to be fake. 
Anyone remember hearing the uh, hearing about the clock slash grandfather clock line that was rumored for Swish? I got super excited for that one for some reason, but I always been fascinated by grandfather clocks. The chimes, the regal status, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I got a major Beauty and the Beast vibes that hit me in the nostalgia in a way I didn't expect. Bum, they didn't oh. make it. That's kind of true, actually, yeah. Beauty also sort beast. of related. Still disappointed we missed out on the anchor-tailed shark that apparently got cut from the beta of Gen 2. Could have been awesome. That was so creepy. <laughs> it wasn't a Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel like a Pokemon design. Yeah, it was not not even a Digimon. It was like some knockoff weird His knockoff pokemon yeah yeah anyway that's about it for today keep being awesome m-o-m-o i really like sharpedo like sharpedo is the shark we needed sharpedo is essentially that pokemon without the anchor part yeah i still don't like it and then they made an anchor pokemon so you got both just separate yeah i would i would True. say that but yeah, I uh, thank you for sending that in. Um, I get I forgot the email was about rumors. Talk about rumors. That's what it was. I forgot that's what we talked about last week. We do yeah. too many shows, guys. We do too many shows. I don't know All what right. Mean. This <laughs> next one is Fozzy Bear. Uh, right. Sublime's got this one. What's up, Thatchet Crew? As with every kid on the playground in '99, I tried every combination I could to push that truck by the SS Ant to catch a Mew. When that didn't work, I was very skeptical of the missing number glitch, but when uh, I had what seemed like an infinite number of Master Balls in my inventory, nine-year-old Fozzie went to the truck and tried again. Needless to say, that didn't work, and I finally went back aboard the SSN to take out my rival with my team of level 100 Pokemon to watch it sail away. <laughs> I'm still convinced that holding down plus B gets a perfect catch, though. Or maybe it's just the catching charm. As for why I read the plot points of the games I didn't play, I don't have an, uh, an answer other than it didn't take that much time. Upside down smiley face. <laughs> As always, Fozzie Barra. He brings up a really good point about the rumors that I didn't think about. Was like um, A lot of the reason some of them probably got traction was because some of them ended up being true back yeah. then. Like, Missing No, I remember being like a quote unquote rumor. Like The fact that Missing No is true is what makes it so interesting, you know? Yeah, right? Yeah. Because if that's true, what else could be true? Yeah, that's nuts. And then you're just like, oh, well, you can get me if you push a truck. I'm like, well, there's Missing No, so why wouldn't you be able to do that? Exactly. <laughs> and Missing No is like the essence of what a, like a creepy pasta should be like. So there's yeah. this Pokemon that doesn't really look like anything and you have to do this elaborate thing to get it and then it gives you mm -hmm. infinite items and then it messes up your save file and like mm -hmm. yeah what? missing and no in true? general is crazy old school pokemon rumors are almost like urban legends and yeah. a big reason is because of missing number actually being real mm -mm. i i think that probably gave credence to them like more so than they yeah, would have exactly. gotten otherwise like exactly because there was already something weird in the game and exactly. it was true exactly yeah it was true and I don't know. Missing No is just like one of those pieces of nostalgia, too. Like, who, who thinks about Missing No? Here's the thing. We've all had, I assume, like, we all actually did it because we all played Gen 1. Yeah. I didn't yeah. because I was afraid to. Yeah. I didn't want to mess up my game. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I it was one of those things that when you're a kid, you don't understand it. Exactly. Small Child Sublime loved it. Yeah. I wasn't a small child, yeah. so I didn't do it. Exactly. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, I mean, I still, I still think about it. I mean, it's, it still works in the Virtual Console releases on the 3DS too. Yeah. Which is weird to think about. 
that they're just like, yeah, we ported it over hard. And I think it's good for best for best. I didn't fix it just because of the nostalgia that that kind of brings up. Truly. Yeah, completely. There's a thing that really annoys me on the Internet that goes around every once in a while. Um, I saw it on Twitter last where they're just like, here are the demands that we have for Pokemon to make Pokemon good again. And noted next. And yeah, and then they're just like, well, then it's just like, you know, they have like the typical things. And then one of them is just like, make missing no one actual Pokemon. I'm like, what are you doing? Why? No. Why? No. That defeats Why? the point. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, the point is that missing no isn't a Pokemon. And it's uh. literally a glitch in the game. And I don't, I don't know. I imagine that the person that wrote that isn't a person who grew up with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're at the point where there are kids born after that game came out that are like in their 20s. And they they might be like, oh, well, when I played it for the first time in 2005, I did the missing no, and it was really cool. And I think it should be a Pokemon like Trico. Well, I'm sorry, but if you are below a certain age, you did not get to experience it. And it's like nostalgia era. Sorry about it. You missed the train. You missed Missing, the train. Missing those are nostalgia. <laughs> Linian and Ash are just hating us right now. You can't you can't appropriate our nostalgia. It's our Don't nostalgia. think you could just try and ask for it as a Pokemon just because you didn't get to participate in the nostalgia. Like, I'm sorry. You can nostalgia about, <laughs> oh nostalgia my about other things. These are our friends you're talking about, guys. <laughs> it's uh, not an attack, I'm just saying. <laughs> this is our, no, we're making it we're it was a joke. I at least started this as a joke. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not serious. It's not we had to take ownership of our own nostalgia. My response wasn't serious either. Oh my goodness. We're very vicious, okay? We want <laughs> we want our nostalgia. No, it's fine. I, really, I don't. I want to keep it in nostalgia. <laughs> I think I think that's an interesting point to bring up, though. Like, missing no is real, so like, why couldn't these other things be real? Exactly. Because mm-hmm. I, remember, I remember trying to find something like that, like when Gen 2 came out, even. Mm-hmm. Just being like, mm-hmm. oh man, what's like... Did the you missing ever find Pika Blue? No. <laughs> 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 I remember Pika Blue. Oh my gosh! Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, See, that's that same era of nostalgia. It's irreplic- irreplicable. It was like it was this really sweet time between the internet being widespread and kids having like easy access to it and yeah. like Japanese information making its way to the West. Because the way it used to happen, like it would just be some like random magazine would be like, hey, we got these images from Japan about the next generation of Pokemon because by 1998, they were already talking about Gen 2 in Japan. And so, like, they had leaks about, like, the quote-unquote next thing. And they would uh, they would just, like, publish it. And they'd be like, hey, these are the next Pokemon. And you wouldn't understand what's going on as a kid mm-hmm. because they, these things would just be, like, leaking in there all over the place. And it would just be coming from random sources. None of it's unified. I remember I had a... Uh, because, like, you're a kid, you collect everything Pokemon when you're a kid. And so I found like this, um, it was like a free book at like some trading card game shop of just like card values for like the original Pokemon card set. And in it, it had like some of the sets that were only in Japan at the time. And they had like, it had like Togepi in it and stuff like that. And like, there were just like hints of like Gen 2 Pokemon sprinkled throughout it. And so you didn't quite understand what was happening. And so like, I just remember like looking over that like a bajillion times as a kid. And being like, oh, man, that's really exciting. That must have been super fascinating. So it, it, it's interesting to think about just like the nostalgia at the time and just like how the information wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> and that also contributed to the whole rumor. Mill yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because like Pika Blue, quote unquote, Meryl existed. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, here's an image of it. And especially if you get like the beta Sugimori art. Nobody yeah. knows what that looked like. I mean, if you just look at like the gold silver demo, 
or the Pokemon Gold oh, demo version they had. Gosh. Like, none of those Pokemon look like anything that we have now. Yeah. I mean, there was... I, I saw a video recently of um, an artist channel, and the people on the channel challenged each other to draw Pokemon based on their, <laughs> like, red and green back sprites. Yeah, and yeah. It, it was amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's the always things funny. they came up with it was just great, but yeah, uh, I think like uh, the right amount of mystery just adds tons of charm. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So our next email is going to be from Slow King Braveheart. Probably our last email today. Um, mm-hmm. So Whimsicott, go ahead. You got this one. Yep. Hey, Thatch and glorious co-hosts, Slow King Braveheart here wishing you a happy new year and hope you all are staying safe and healthy as we enter 2021. I am, thank you. The IPA, Irish Pokemon Army, is holding out against Chairman Rose's crazed followers and keeping the fight for the sovereignty alive. That was a change of mood right there. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, What happened? Yep. Okay, moving on. Let's move on. I would like to address a couple topics since I haven't been able to write in recently. First being, we need a Pokemon Party game. Something like Mario Party, but please bring back the minigames from Pokemon Stadium 64. I miss those games like crazy, especially the original Magikarp Jump game. My sister and I spent hours playing that game alone. Same. Dude, Pokemon Stadium. Those were so good as a kid. They just, they're just amazing because there's just like Pokemon used to be a very, like a very individual experience, like when you're playing the game, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The occasional like, hey, let's hook up link cables. But Pokemon Stadium felt like an event when you were a kid. Pokemon Stadium is the Pokemon Party game. Like, that's just it what is. it is. It honestly is. Yeah, no, I, I don't think you can make a Pokemon Party game with just like mini games. You, well, you could, and I would buy it, and I would enjoy it very much. But I think yeah. if you want to make it the ultimate thing, you're just like, here's a battle arena. And <laughs> like, we already kind of have that because it's already on the TV and everything. But I, I think it would just, I just liked having that hub to like Mm-mm. get together and battle. But I digress. Let's continue. Second, in terms of Pokemon rumors throughout the years, I fell for many false rumors. I believed in the Mew under the truck in Gen 1. I also believed the Meryl was a water version of the Pikachu line at some point as a child. Yeah, Pikachu. Pikachu. I treasured the memories of finding Koro Koro leaks online back as a child and getting super excited about the new leaked Pokemon forms and guessing evolutions. Although I was disappointed by the realization of those being fake over the years, I really enjoyed the thrill of learning about Pokemon throughout the years and haven't found anything else like it growing up. Yeah. It was its own special thing. Absolutely. Finally, my predictions for Pokemon's anniversary. This is my wish list. Five games for 25 years of Pokemon. 1. Master's Collection of Generations 1 through 3. 2. New Pokemon Snap. 3. Pokemon Let's Go Johto. No. No, that's not No, happen. no. No thanks. No thanks. It's not going to happen, We're especially good. at the same time as the other one. But no. Yeah. Four Pokemon Diamond Pearl remakes and five Pokemon Unite. Although I'm skeptical about actually liking Unite, I would be very happy if this list came true. 
Anyways, I rambled on for long enough and the fires of Galar rage against the legacy of Chairman Rose and my people need me, so I must depart. Catch you on the flip side, Slow King Braveheart. Yeah, let's go Jojo is not going to happen. I no. Let's hope it doesn't. I don't need it in my life. No, we don't need that. Let's go was an anomaly that we should just never talk about again. I think that I think the problem with the let's go genre in general is that they kind of box themselves into a lot of problems Yeah, with it because they, they get rid of what it is eventually what makes it special because Pokemon overall like mechanically hasn't changed since like gen four. Mm. And so what they did in let's go like the big deal was like, oh, there's no items. There are no abilities because we like we added those later. Right. Yeah. And, and the problem is like if you do let's go Johto Johto itself like gen two. A lot of its, like, points wrap around held items. Yeah. Like, they're just like, held items are a big deal. You need yeah, to have held items. The thing about Gen 2 was items and eggs. Yeah. And so, like, they got rid of breeding in Let's Go, and then they're going to put it back. Like, you have to put it back, or you just don't have... You're not doing Johto justice at that point, right? Like, yeah. I, I would I would argue, like, Let's Go was good enough for what it was, like, trying to be a remake of, like, a very good... Uh, well, good in quotations. Remake of pokemon i just don't think you're gonna get that again although i will say let johto is such a pretty region and i would love to see it in the let's go aesthetic absolutely Mm. i do not want that game but i would love johto in that aesthetic i i think the let's go uh, aesthetic is better than the sword and shield aesthetic fight me bold claim (laughs) fight me i think in some ways like i really wish there was more of a middle ground between them is what we got for uh, Sword and Shield. Like I, I'm a big sucker for like the chibi style characters we got in the overworld yeah. in Gen Six, and I think that would have worked well. I don't know. I think the middle ground is actually like Gen Seven, only that was on the 3DS. Yes, yes. I I think Gen Seven was very good in that regard. I don't know, something a bit more anime ish than we got now. Maybe more cartoonish is the word. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, thank you for sending in those emails uh, to all of you. I, I honestly want to give Fozzie Bear the email because we talked forever. Me I was going to no. say the same because we discussed it for a good long time. And he yep. used an emoji. Yeah, Fozzie Bear, you get it. You get that badge. Just let us know. We'll give it to you. All right. If you want to send an email next week, let us know what in the Pokemon world doesn't make sense to you uh, or you think is weird and breaks down their society. <laughs> yeah, or if you have a good explanation for some of the weird yeah. stuff that we've been saying or that you have noticed, we yeah. would love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know at uh, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, the best way to do that is honestly get on Discord. We're always all there, hanging out, just ready to talk to you guys. You can always follow us on social media over at Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram. You can also come and check out the Twitch streams twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, over at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. Um, that's always a good time. You can check out some more, more YouTube videos over at youtube.com slash pucklepodcast. And you can, of course, go over to uh, support the show in a couple different ways. One, by just dropping a Twitch Prime subscription. And we're moving on from T Public to something else. It'll be ready, like, next week, maybe. So don't worry about T Public, but uh, patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. We are going to be announcing the new round of sh- uh, Pokemon giveaways for everybody uh, this week. So make sure you watch out for that. All right. On that note, though, uh, I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been the Fluffy Swimsuit Coach. And I continue to be Here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.